Welcome back to Miserable and Reckless, bringing you unfiltered opinions on sports, music, culture, and all things the South. I'm Logan sitting here with Morgan, Dustin, and Ryan, presented by the Cold Cans Network. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, go on over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, Stitcher, Podbean. Pretty much anywhere you get your podcast, give us five stars and a great review. Check out the YouTube Cold Cans Network. Give us, uh, click the subscribe and hit the alert bell for new content there. And while you're at it, you know, you're already on your browser. Go, going up to the top where the uh, Google search is and type in uh, miserable-reckless.com. That's the website. The website has brand new blog content here and there. Uh, and we have a shop on there. So check that out as well. All right, moving into the good, the bad, and the ugly. Morgan, what you got? Well, I got a good, great, and awesome. So, um, actually, let me rephrase that. So, I have a good, great, and ugly. Um, good. Buddy Ryan is here. Came uh, in town for a work visit. Visit. Got to see uh, Brody and Bridget. Bridget for the first time. And Brody for the first time since he was two year, two months old. So Brody had full effect. <laughs> He, uh, yeah, he needed a little help going to sleep tonight, let's just say. Um, this is great. Another episode of Obi-Wan Kenobi came out today, and it was by far probably the best episode I've seen yet in the series, and it's setting it up. Uh, Logan, have you seen it? Oh, yeah, just got done watching it before we started recording. So it set it up for a, a great uh, final episode i'm hoping that it's not the final of the series i've heard talks of a season two in in the works but as of now it's still called a series for now so we'll see what happens i don't know if they can get a lot packed into that final episode and then ugly uh well, let's just say keep as virginia tech goes virginia tech chokes so <laughs> You know, they, they set you up every damn year for every sport to get just excited. Maybe this sport, is this my time? Is it my time? No, no, it was not. They, they shit the bed against Oklahoma and Super Regional, which was great for them. Once again, another first year for Virginia Tech sports team. Their first Super Regionals, and they hosted it. And just... Bats were not the bats were not there Sunday. They uh, showed up late Friday and they demolished them on Saturday, so it just didn't happen. But they, uh, I got great hopes for them. They got a young team. I think they're going to be back there again next year. Um, hopefully, maybe they take that that one take one more game and take that trip to to Omaha. All right, Ryan, good, the bad, and the ugly. All right, so Morgan mentioned it. Um, drove down to uh, North Carolina, working in Raleigh for the next few months, and so that's convenient because half of this podcast lives in Raleigh and what is apparently a uh, Hey Dude Nation. Didn't know that until last night uh, when Morgan sent us a picture of his, uh, of I don't know what you were buying, s'mores? No, they're uh, cheesecake bites. Cheesecake bites. I didn't care about the cheesecake bites. I noticed that he happened to have the same pair of shoes. And then, uh, so I sent him the same pair of shoes back in my closet, which I was told were uncle shoes slash dad shoes. And then Logan chimed in, apparently they're uncle shoes because <laughs> Logan has the same pair. <laughs> Dustin had to chime in this morning that he didn't have that pair, but he had to, he had to one-up us with his dad new balances from a decade ago. So, so in case you're wondering what this podcast talks about in our free time, it's apparently just sending each other pictures of our shoes. 
But anyways, I'm down here in North Carolina with the guys. It was cool this morning. I, I got to drive down right when the sun was coming up. So there's like the fog over the fields and in the, in the mirror, you can see the full moon. And then in the rearview mirror, you can see the sunrise. So I don't, I don't watch much of the Star Wars stuff, but it seems like one of those weird planets you live on where they have two moons and like, I don't know, it's pretty cool. So uh, that's, my, that's my good. Oh, I saw Carolina football practice this morning. So I had some time to kill. So I went over to, to uh, what is it, Griffin, Griffin Field. And uh, I knew they were playing. So I sat there and watched them for like half an hour. Did they play at Keaton? No, they play next to it. They play next to the lacrosse field. Which had the banner up, by the way. Was there anybody there watching it with? Yeah. Like a few people? Yeah. So it was kind of like a regular live Saturday. Yeah. Just <laughs> yeah. I knew where you were going. <laughs> yeah. I was one of the coaches, Morgan. I was one of the coaches. I was standing right next to where all the safeties were. I could see Dre Bly about 20 feet away from me. I have a picture. Have a bag of, did he have a bag of cash? <laughs> yes. Because that's how we do it. We do it the old school way. None of this new school. White collar, Nike endorsed NIL crap. Nothing above board, gotcha. Yeah, correct. <laughs> I was gonna say something that was inappropriate. <laughs> Could have been seen as inappropriate. Um, speaking of people who like to say inappropriate things, I really watched. Uh, I really liked watching Tennessee lose last week, mainly because I immediately went to Lane Kiffin's Twitter feed, and he didn't disappoint. <laughs> I'll just, just tell everyone to go to Lane Kiffin's uh, Twitter feed. The coach at Ole Miss who had stuff thrown at him by the Tennessee, the classless Tennessee fans, as they like to be called. Speaking of college baseball, my bad for the week is uh, I'll echo the loser uh, sentiment over here. It's Carolina baseball, kind of a bummer. Um, they were up in the second game, which was, a, which was a, a, obviously a game they needed to win. They were up in the ninth inning. Had kind of a crazy comeback. Then they lost to Arkansas. Arkansas was a better team, but um, a much better pitching. But uh, so that was a bummer. Um, I did stop off and get a Carolina baseball shirt today just because I thought it was important that I do that to support the team. Um, hopefully that money goes to double bags in the future for pitching. And then uh, my only petty was going to be, I loved Rory's comments after his win last week at the Canadian Open, where he pointed out that he had won 21. Uh, tour uh, events, and then they asked him why he was pointing out that he won 21, and he said, well, it's one more than that guy, Greg Foreman, <laughs> who, who is the CEO of the thing going on in Saudi Arabia. So um, the U.S. Open is this weekend in Boston, and if there's one thing we've learned about Boston fans, it's that they'll always keep it classy when somebody uh, comes back to America after having been a traitor to their country. So uh, just expect Boston Tea Party 2022 to uh, be up in arms starting tomorrow morning, bright and early. So I'm sure my Boston people will not disappoint me. Well, I'll add you to that. The, 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 the money that you spent on that T-shirt, yeah, that's what uh, Drayville is. That's fine. As long as it supports the athletic program, I'm fine with it. If it keeps women's lacrosse winning, I'm fine with it. Swimming and diving gets us at better diving boards. <laughs> All right, Dustin, good, the bad, and the ugly. All right. Some, something good and new for me is I received my passport in the mail this week. Never had one before because I love America and I really had no intention of leaving. But um, a friend of ours is getting married out of the country. And so we had to get our passports to go to the wedding. So got that 
apparently I'm uh, not a very interesting person. It only took them like three weeks to process my application. So um, that's like really fast. Uh, so I have, they looked me up and were like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, this guy's clean, whatever. <laughs> there you go. When you walked through the front door, they took one look at you and already stamped it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like, here, here you go, buddy. Yeah, you do whatever you want to do. We know you're coming back. It's like the equivalent um, of it's like the equivalent yeah, of when the guy when the guy at the door in the eighties didn't make uh didn't check mom for a, pro, a pocket knife at the Hank Jr. concert. <laughs> you're good. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> Come on in. Uh my funny is, you know. I don't know if I mentioned it here. The guys know we have a dog. We've had a dog for a couple months now. And um, so my wife, when we leave, it took my Spotify one day and played a bunch of like classical music for her because it was it's like calming for the dogs. So now my Spotify ads are all like dog related or classical music. And my um, daily or what is it? The daily like the daily new songs. Mixes. Yeah. daily mixes or whatever it's like morgan wallen and then like some classical like symphony and then like turnpike and then like a classical deal and it's just ridiculous it's all out of whack now the algorithm doesn't know who i am at all so um it's interesting to see it, i just was chuckling to myself the other day and then uh my great is this is y'all's favorite part of every week the duke basketball report um Jacob Grandinson, who played at Illinois, he's transferring in Duke. He'll be, he's a grad transfer. He played four years there. Uh, probably going to be a starter. It was a big pickup for them next year to have somebody with experience who is actually going to start, not just, you know, be a part of the team. He shot 41% for three last year or over his career. Um, He's played in the tournament. He was a big part of the, a couple of those pretty good Illinois teams. So big pickup for Shire and the next year's Duke team. He'll probably be uh, starting part of the starting five next year and an important piece of the team. So it's exciting to see. I'm sure he'll have many above board NIL opportunities as a result. Especially with the Nike lady. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that leaves me. Uh, this week, I'm a pretty positive patty. I've got three goods. Um, as Morgan as Morgan already said, Ryan's in town. So tomorrow, you know, we talked about it. I think, I can't remember if we talked about it on the air or not, but, you know, we got the Midtown Beach Music Festival tomorrow. Um, always a good time. Uh, they've got the chairman of the board is playing tomorrow. So that should be fun. That's cool. Yeah. And um, then the second good is... Uh, Dustin and I's youngest brother closed on his house today. They started moving, or they closed on the house the other day, but they started moving in today. Um, he he moved back home for a job, and now him he and his wife just moved are moving their furniture and all their stuff into the house today. And they've got a a pool in the backyard that I've told them that um, this summer expect me to have a uh, chair reserved poolside. So um, I, I plan on taking advantage of that. And I've already invited my friends from back home to come join me because one of them lives is practically his neighbor. So Landon should be ready for me to be hanging out by the pool at the at the white bread residence. But <clears throat> the third good um, uh, is next week. I'm going on my first week long vacation since 2017. I'm going on a golf trip to the beach, um, get to play six rounds, seven days. 
and uh and thank god that there there's no morning rounds because that's good for me because i hate morning rounds of golf when i'm when i'm on a trip somewhere so everything's at lunch or one o'clock but yeah uh golf trip at the beach can't beat that first week off in uh quite a few years so that's my positive patty version of good the bad and the ugly with three goods this week was nice to take a well-deserved vacation oh yeah all right so moving into it's that time of the month again song of the month where i pick one song ryan picks another and then we have a collab pick uh ryan do you want to kick things off with your solo pick yeah i can um mine is going to be an interesting uh i wonder if a year from now when we're sitting around the uh campfire you'll be like who picked oh this must be an angry song because it won't fit in with the Morgan Wallen and the Morgan Wade and the, and the Zach Bryan and the, everything else that we have on there, which is just as good of music. You'll find out in a little bit. Uh, this is by a band called MBCA. Um, I've been listening to this band since probably last August, and the lyrics uh, rang home for a while, but they didn't rang home uh, truly until I heard it today for the first time in about three or four months. And I was driving down. And uh, I was driving to my hotel for the night. And the name of the song is I Might As Well. This is the, literally the name of the song. I Might As Well Live in a Hotel Room. And the lyrics are actually about a guy who was describing um, what happens when the love of his life leaves and how the traces of her are gone and the prints are gone and the smell's not in the air anymore and the clothes are out of the closet. And the footprints, you know, the, the furniture has, you know, the, the carpet has, you know, no longer has imprints from where the furniture are. And he says, I may as well live in a hotel room, uh, plastic and perfect with a touch of deserted, dull and depressive. It's art with no message. And there's a part of me that can really connect to that. Um, I've spent more than my fair share over the past eight years. Uh, if it tells, if anyone knows what this means, and I'm not bragging when I say this. I got to the companion pass in five months in a year, which some people don't do in their life. And I'm, a, I'm senior enough, let's say, that when I travel with my wife, I'm embarrassed because when I check into a hotel, they have to go through this whole spiel where they thank me and they praise me for being the Olympian, you know, awesome person. And it's, it's a shame, quite frankly, because what it reminds me of is um, all the nights that I haven't been around. To that point, on the flip side, um, there's something he goes on in the song and he talks about there being a new start and maybe he can make it fresh and make it new. And he says, um, I'm not going to stay in a room that's so blue. Another, you know, enough is enough. A new color will do. And there's something to that, that even when I was driving down this morning, I was thinking, you know, I haven't done this in about two and a half years, like travel for work officially. I traveled on my own, but um, I've got a two year and a half year reprieve from it. And if, even if I have to go into it pretty hardcore over the next few months, there's some new habits I can develop and a plan to uh, take advantage of it is if I can. So it's part of the reason why when I had the opportunity this morning, I went to football practice because I said, fuck it. If I'm going to be on the road, I'm going to take advantage of this. And I'm going to do all sorts of stuff. So if you hear a bunch of stories about me wistfully telling you that I had some bittersweet experiences hanging out by myself, well, that's kind of what I do because that's what happens when you live in a hotel room. But at the same time, you get to have some cool experiences that you wouldn't have. So. Uh, I thought the song is a great rep, uh, representation of it, and it's 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 light enough that it's a good uh, summer banger. But at the same time, it's not going to seem too out of place on the playlist. So, there you go. MVCA made as well live in a hotel. 
All right. So next up for my solo pick, um, I picked one. There was a new record that came out this Friday, and I'll be the first to admit that um, the older records of this band are by far and always will be my favorites. Uh, objectively, I can appreciate the songwriting prowess and the growth of just from a technical standpoint in songwriting, but the angsty anger and as he would say on stage, shit not working out of American Aquarium is the era that I love best. But I gave the new record a listen on Friday. I think it's a, um, I think it's a good record. But there's one song that uh, immediately on the first look at a listen uh, stuck out to me. It's called The First Year. Um, about a couple years ago, the lead singer of the band, for a little bit of context real quick, his uh, mother passed away around New Year's Eve um, a couple years ago. And he wrote this song in the aftermath of that. And it's, it's about like... We, after you lose someone very, very close to you and how the holidays are very, very difficult um, with, through those times. Um, and this song is basically, it's just about like him either writing a letter or, or talking to, you know, his mother at, like at graveside or something about at those different, those difficult moments during the holidays um, within as the song is called the first year after someone passes away. And, um, this uh there's a few lines in this song that really kind of stuck out to me in the first verse uh he was like yesterday was my birthday the first one since you've been gone all my friends say it gets easier but all my friends have been known to be wrong um that that is both simultaneously a very heavy line but also kind of chuckle worthy just because your friends you know telling you stuff but you know your friends you know you know your friends so it's like they can be wrong but also in the context of it it's it's a heavy line then the second verse he gets into how uh, the date that his uh, parents got married, and uh, then it, it said a shining example of what love could truly be. But like a castle made of sand, I watched that mountain of a man being his father fall apart when they laid to rest his queen. And just anybody that has been around older men from that generation who were not the most emotional people, you know how heavy that can be. Uh, just being able to see something that takes someone who's normally pretty stoic and doesn't uh, wear their heart on their sleeve and then something that heavy brings them to tears and has them uh, being that emotional, you know, it, it, it really kind of carries some weight there. And then at the end, um, he says last, this is kind of like a, a snapshot of probably the, uh, a look into the emotions that he had around this time. Cause BJ always plays around, uh, Tulsa around that time of year at the, uh, what's called the hangover ball around new year's day. And he said, like, and he actually played that year to to his credit, because I mean, nobody would have followed him if he didn't. But he he gutted it out and played, you know, a couple of days after his mother passed and played the show. But he said, uh, in in the last part of the song, last New Year's Eve was like no other New Year before. You never think you'll get the call till that uh, call comes knocking at your door. And it's something that a lot of people probably have thought about. Some people maybe haven't, but a lot of people probably have thought about. And it's one of those things you don't think it can happen to you until it does. This song is a very, very well-written song. It's a very good song, and it just kind of encapsulates um, one man's emotions about losing someone as close to you as your mother and the the emotions of the holidays in the first year after that. So I, I, I highly recommend this song off that record, uh, the new record, Chickamacomico by American Aquarium. All right, so let's move into the collab pick. Um, just a quick intro into this guy. Ryan mentioned his name a minute ago, Zach Bryan. We're about to have a Zach Bryan addition to the uh, the Song of the Month playlist on Miserable and Reckless. Zach Bryan released a his first, like, in, in a partnership with Warner Music, his first um, studio record, um, 34 songs. It's an investment to get into it, but I, I do recommend listening to it. I, do, I will say that this record resonates with people more in their 
uh, it, just based on who his fans are, uh, more with people in their 20s than it does people as they get older in life. But it, it's a very, very good record. But there's one song in particular that we picked called Open the Gate. So, uh, Ryan, do you want to give your, your thoughts on that? Sure. Um, as much as I've been traveling now and busy now, I was not busy earlier this week. So I had two hours. I didn't realize I had two hours, but I had two hours to go upstairs <laughs> on the elliptical. So I started listening to what I was listening when Logan said it was an investment. I thought he meant like 20 songs. So I got about 20 songs in and I was like, bro, what the fuck? <laughs> Texting him, like, what is going on? Because I'm scrolling and scrolling to the bottom of the Spotify list. If you get to the bottom of his album list, uh, what is it, like the third to last song? Uh, yeah, it's on the back half of the record and it's towards the end. So that sounds about right. Um, I'm like, okay, I, I, I sent Logan a list of songs, six or seven songs that I was like keeping a list of. Cause I was like, you know, if I'm going to invest the time, may as well see what he thinks about this. Um, I know you guys did a country and cold cans on this too. I haven't listened to that yet. Although right. I like now that I heard the album, but, um, open the gates blew me away. And that opened the gate, sorry, blew me away at the end. And I even texted you a little bit about why. And it unfortunately ties in nicely with what I'm doing right now and my other song about being in a hotel room. Um, the, uh, the lyric that kind of sent me for a second is uh, she, he says, uh, I heard you died out in Cheyenne with my mother's ring on your hand. And I was like, okay, where are we going with this? I can hear the bulls are coming to claim what they've been hunting. The son of a cowboy can't claim his daddy's right. My baby, she's been crying at the thought of me dying. She knows there's no stopping a man in his foolish pride. So open the gates. I'm here to prove. Remember, he said he can't claim his daddy's right. So open the gates. I'm here to prove. I'm better than my father was and where he came from, too. Open the gates. I'm here to ride. To hell I go with daddy by my side. Says, I ain't never feared nothing that was four-legged and bucking. Throw me on a hurricane and I'll ride it to the coast. You never know, you'll never know that your son came to do what you should have done on a summer day a long time ago. Top of bull named hell, to hell I go. So the metaphor there is um, his dad couldn't, his dad died doing what he loved. And so you can't, you can't claim to be a bull rider. You got to get in the ring. So open the fucking gate and let me in because I'm here to prove that I'm going to do what my daddy did. And I'm going to be better than him. And they said, you can't, you know, his, his baby is crying at the thought of him dying because there's no stopping a man in his foolish pride. I, I must say, um, the reason why it connects to the hotel is I don't really need to get into all the reasons why, but I can tell you that uh, my dad spent a lot of time uh, making himself up to be pretty good at the industry that he was in. And it, it, it certainly meant that he spent a lot of time in some hotel rooms. And uh, that means he wasn't with his kids. And, um, and so I decided when I was 30 that I wanted to just find out what it was that was so difficult and so hard and so pressing for him to do. And there's a part of me, I think, if I'm being honest, that uh, connects to this song because I'm like, open the gates. I'm going to be better than him. And it's not even going to be that hard. <laughs> and that's pretty prideful to be honest but when i heard that song i and i'm not i'm not running from that i'm saying it, it's still probably something that keeps me going to this to this day and i'm not sure that it's something that we've ever talked about 
but there's something to it. Um, I'll leave the end of the song for those who want to go listen to it. And it's definitely going to be on the playlist. But uh, there's, there's a twist at the end. I'll leave it with that. But man, when I heard that song, I was blown away. There, if you get all the way to the end of the album, this is completely unrelated. There's a poem at the end of the album that is spectacular. Yeah, this song was one of the standout tracks on the record. And this was one of the ones that actually has been a uh, for someone that doesn't get played a ton on the radio. This has been like one of the quote unquote hits um, that he's had. It's been very, very popular with the um, with his fan base. It's gotten the attention of the folks at Barstool. They wrote a couple blogs about this song and about Zach Bryan. Um, Zach Bryan, that just sonically it's one of the countryer tracks on the records It's one of the more fleshed out tracks because some of it's a little bit stripped back if if you know anything about zach bryan this is his first like real studio record a lot of it was sounds like demos this one's one of the uh one of the more fleshed out uh productions on the album but then just from the songwriting perspective this is a just monster of a song and i'm not going to give away the end like um ryan said but just the narrative of the opening line being about his father being on a bull named to hell I go and then saying his father died there. And then in the second verse, it says, well, I died in Cheyenne, uh, just like from the narrator's perspective. And he did the, he did the same thing that his father did. It's the cycle of his father being the bull rider died in Cheyenne on a bull named to hell I go. He did the same thing. And then without giving it away, definitely check out the, uh, this song. Cause the last verse ties it all together. Um, and it, it's an incredible, incredible song. That's uh, very, very well written. And like I said, it was one of the, the bigger hits off this album. So definitely recommend the album, but also recommend if you're not into listening to 34 track albums like I am yeah, and yeah. talking about it on the Internet for um, a podcast. Um, this is one of the ones I think you should probably check out if you've got three and a half minutes to spare. Uh, <laughs> Open the Gate by Zach Bryan. <laughs> All right. So that's the uh, song of the month here for June. Um, Dustin, I think you've. Uh, You've got something for us on the anchor topic here this this month or this week. Sure do. So I was tooling around the internet the other day. Our article from our faithful Myrtle Beach newspaper, The Sun News, and there was a a gentleman on the internet who does an incredibly scientific uh, online poll or something. I don't know. He compiles some some info online and created the most overrated city in every state list and a most underrated city in every state list. And I thought it was pretty interesting. I sent it to the guys. I was like, we should talk about this because I think we have opinions on many of the places. So start with the overrated because don't want to be positive. You got to be negative. So let's get it out of the way. St. Louis is on the overrated and St. Louis sucks. And we all know that that's true. So. Let's just go ahead and all agree that, that that's by far the best choice on the map. It's a terrible town. None uh-huh. of us are going to go back there. Save yourself the trip. I know if you've listened to this podcast before, you heard it again, you listen to it again, you'll probably hear about it again. St. Louis is not a nice place. The only thing I'm um, going to St. Louis is go to the airport to leave. <laughs> <laughs> best part of the trip. I, I don't remember if it was on this podcast or if it was something I saw on Twitter, but somebody said um, the the arch in St. Louis is very indicative of your experience there. It's a frown. <laughs> I think Brett said it's that. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. 
but you know, so we just want to get that out of the way. But speaking of our friend from Kansas, I do want to highlight the pick from Kansas. It's the it's a little apple. The little apple Manhattan was picked as the most overrated city in the in the state of Kansas. Hey, states from. Hey, I'm not I, I'm not saying that it's true. I can't really argue that it is or isn't, but it's on the internet. So it's on the internet. It's gotta be it's on Instagram. I believe everything on Instagram is real. Yeah. So there's a pretty picture with lots of colors and a name of the city on for every state. I'm sitting here looking at it and if you know if you're interested in it looks legit. It looks legitimate. And Manhattan, Kansas is an overrated city apparently pass, the map passes the eye test if you will right. no. <laughs> let's just go ahead and put it on facebook therefore it'll definitely be legit i do want to point out a couple more that we can have fun with and then i want to hear what y'all like ann arbor michigan can't argue with that coach khaki and the rest of the gang up north get more overrated than that yeah yeah, I mean, overrated might be an underwhelming way of talking about how awful it is. I see South, um, South Bend for Notre Dame's on. Bingo. That's where I was going next. Yeah, Notre Dame. I is overrated too. Why is any city in Indiana besides Indianapolis rated at all? It shouldn't be underrated or overrated. It should just not be rated. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you mean uh, like they did for Jersey? They're all garbage is the answer for Jersey. I, would, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I've never been to South Bend, but I would think a South Bend just screams any town USA. South Bend itself, the campus. Notre Dame campus is one of the best I've ever been to. The rest of the city, they could bulldoze because and nobody would know the difference because nobody's there and nothing goes on. So it's kind of like Churchill Downs. It's great on the inside and the outside. just kind of bad to not expect it. I mean, I wouldn't go that far. I, I know, like, not exactly like that. But I would in the sense, like the same kind of, like I would expect expect a lot more different things going on around. You remember driving? So you've driven to the Bay House. Yeah. So I'm not taking anything away from Eastern Virginia, but there just isn't a whole lot there. Nothing. It's a cornfield and it's a grocery store and it's a, and a co-op. And a, yeah, that's it. And then all of a sudden they're like, Notre Dame, the famous lake of lords or whatever. And I'm like, okay, yeah, all right. Pass by. Okay. Cool. Congratulations on your movie. That's a fake. Anyways. Well, sorry. The, the, the best, no, the best thing about South Bend is that it's like an hour from Chicago. Yeah, true. That's literally the best thing about South Bend. So they got that. Um, I, I want to point out one more and then I want to hear y'all's thoughts. Oxford, Mississippi. I know you're going. Everybody on this Stagum podcast is all wound up about I want to go to Oxford. Oh, Oxford, Oxford, Oxford. It's just heaven on earth. Cannot believe how wonderful it would be. I just would just be living my dream. Well, your dream is overrated. And this map proves it. So, map does not lie. Well, the map does not lie. Well, well maybe Oxford, Mississippi is great on college football on Saturday. Every other day of the week and every other time of the month, it's just overrated. There's a lot of places on this list. Um, if we're going to go into the problems, 
that I have with it that are perfectly wonderful. Oxford, Nashville, Myrtle Beach, Miami, Newport. Have you ever been to Newport? Cape Cod? I know we're supposed to stay in the South. There's nothing wrong with Cape Cod. I mean, Martha's Vineyard is better. But I've just, and quite frankly, I know everybody, Virginia Beach, they know they're overrated, which kind of makes them underrated. So, <laughs> well, they can take their, they can take their new profanity signs and show However, I'll defend Oxford. If you ask everyone in Mississippi, which city in Mississippi is least Mississippian, they would answer Oxford. Just like if you ask everybody in North Carolina, which city is, well, they probably say Asheville. Which city does not belong in North Carolina? They're probably the answer Chapel Hill, and that's why they should be sister cities or whatever they uh, highway signs they put up. I, I noticed. And, I noticed another thing here that the two I'm looking at: Miami and Dallas. That's funny because you know you know what they also have in common. The city has a sports team that claims they're always back every year. The <laughs> <laughs> U is back, and the fucking star is back. No, you're not. And the Longhorns. Longhorns are never back. Uh, they're they're in Austin. They're close enough. They're 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 nothing. So yeah, I, I as someone who hasn't been there, <clears throat> I think Miami is overrated. I come on, they're horrible sports fans. Like they won a two World Series in like seven years, couldn't fill out a stadium. They thought building a new stadium would bring people in, didn't. The only time people go to the NBA games is if it's the playoffs, and then it's just a mini LA where they just want to go just to be stars on uh, hanging out at the NBA playoffs game. They're not real fans there. On top of that, if you're going to go to Florida and experience the true Florida experience, you're not going to Miami. Miami is nothing but clubs and drugs and people with uh, fake body parts all over the place. But I will give them credit on one thing. At least they own it. People in LA, on the other hand, they deny it. The Miami people own it. But Miami, come on, like, there are better places in Florida to go visit. I, I will say I will I will, will like to visit Miami one day, but uh, it's just it's not. We we can go. It's, it's not my next city I want to go to, but it would be cool to at least just say I've been to Miami at one point. If anyone wants to go to Miami with me, I'll be more than happy to go. I actually like to Miami. <laughs> I'd like to visit once just so I can find reasons to reaffirm my pre uh, preconceived notions that I already have about it. I just want to say I. I, I, I the Miami thing, and I'm out. But Dallas, on the other hand, I, I could care less. But well, we have the Miami connection now, and it's our friend who uh, also was at one time resided in Ann Arbor. So two two overrated cities. We can ask her which one's worse. <laughs> I noticed. I noticed DC didn't make the list. They couldn't. They couldn't even decide if it was rated or overrated. So that's, <laughs> that's almost first choice. I would like to point out, too, that it said for Ohio, Cincinnati, nobody gives a shit about Ohio, period. Exactly. Like, like, there's a reason there's an internet meme saying, Ohio, is that even a real place? I mean... (laughs) Ohio could have done is just what Jersey did. They're all garbage. Yeah. (laughs) It's the armpit of America. Let's call a spade a spade. Um, I'll agree with Wilmington for Delaware. However, can I make a suggestion to Florida? I think the most overrated city in Florida should be Orlando. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I can I can That's see fair. that. I can see that. Because I'm not 
so much of America is enamored with Disney. They just think Disney's the greatest thing ever. And all I see is like, well, you're getting ripped off every time you step foot there. Like, it's not that fun. There's long lines, expensive, it's hot. Like, it doesn't, that's not really fun to me. Newsflash, people, don't go to uh, Walt Disney World in the summer because it's in Florida. (laughs) I don't know if you've ever been to Florida in the summer, but it's a shithole. So it rains rains every day at the same time. At 3.30, you know you need to go to the tiki room and get inside. (laughs) When we took Pat down to full cell for college, every day that we get made at the exact same time. Like, oh, cool. I'm floating down the road and not driving. Time to go to the Publix. Get yourself an afternoon snack. <laughs> For Daytona, too. I love Daytona. I love Daytona track. True. But the city of Daytona itself, no. It, no. I've, I've been there a few times, and there's nothing. Now, NASCAR fan, I have to say that's true. Unfortunately. Daytona you know, is awesome inside the racetrack twice a year. <laughs> the end. You know, Ryan, I agree with you. I don't like the inclusion of Nashville and Myrtle Beach on this list because Nashville is just a lot of fun. If you can't have fun in Nashville, there you need to look inward because there's something wrong with you. Myrtle Beach, I don't understand the bad rap that Myrtle Beach gets. Myrtle Beach doesn't pretend to be something that it's not. It's not Hilton Head, right? Like it's Myrtle Beach is a beach for the people by the people. And if you don't like the people again, there's something wrong with you because Myrtle Beach is a damn good time. And I'm going to be there in a few short days, baby. So let's rock and roll, Myrtle Beach. As Ricky Bobby said, Big Red, if you don't like Myrtle Beach, then fuck you. (laughs) Bingo. Bingo. I mean, look, 14, 15, whatever it is, million people a year can't be wrong. I mean, you got got two, you got 200 wings stores you can go to, 500 golf shops you can go to. You got everything you need there. Great beaches, good food. You got restaurants restaurants called Dicks where they fucking spit on your face. I mean, it's just. <laughs> I want to I want to tie tie a couple things back in. One, uh, y'all mentioned American Aquarium and their record earlier. Uh, B.J. Barham, the head lead singer of American Aquarium, is in Myrtle Beach this week, and um, he posts it to tie this back up to a very early episode of Mizzle and Reckless. He posted lyrics from our buddy Sonny Lefford's song Myrtle Beach as his caption to the photo. So I'm just saying a lot of people love it. Not really sh- seeing what the problem is. Exactly. Because people are just upset. It's like Matt, you know, Beach, Karen, so. Yeah. Yes. Well, I, I don't want to go there. So that's overrated. Exactly. Plus, can we stop very briefly in the state that is south of Myrtle Beach? And say that, especially because my wife listens to this podcast and she's dying to go there, that, honey, Savannah is on the list of the most overrated places. And right <laughs> because as I saw on the comments for this Instagram post, and about a thousand people liked it, was the comment, name five things you did in Savannah and why you liked about them. And everybody just wrote, oh, my goodness, you're right. <laughs> I was in one, um, one time. I think I was still in college and we went for St. Patrick's Day and I stayed drunk the entire time. Three days there. That was it. So you can't I, I, I could have easily, easily just stayed in, in Wilmington and took a cab downtown. Got drunk and went home and got my bed for free. 
I do think that at certain parts of the uh, bar area, they do let you take drinks to go there. So they let you take drinks to go in Chicago too. You just don't have to care. You can do that. <laughs> you do that moment, and you just have to hide it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you can take a drink to go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Just ask Andy about how it goes when you get caught and you get put over the hood of a cop car. <laughs> if people want to say, oh, you can go look at the houses and, and the sidewalks, like, well, they got all that shit. Come to Savannah for the sidewalk. I, I can go look at the houses with the big shutters on the windows and everything. And look, they got streets and all the time. Oh, but the Spanish moss and the alligators they got, that they, they have in Wilmington. <laughs> Not Delaware, North Carolina. There there is a place in North Carolina I do want to propose, though, as an alternative to Charlotte. Charlotte, a little overrated. Not going to lie. Been there, had some good times there, but it is a little overrated. But the most overrated place in North Carolina is by far, um, uh, it's almost a tie between the mountains of Asheville. God knows. It's not that great, guys. Like, go somewhere else in the mountains. But the other most overrated is on the coast. And Dustin's probably going to agree with me on this. It's the Outer Banks. There are far better beaches in North Carolina to go to the Outer Banks. But Lord have mercy, Canadians come down from Canada to go to the Outer Banks. Like, are you fucking crazy? Myrtle Beach is right there. Wrightsville Beach is right there. It's not that much farther. The Outer Banks has, has rough yellow sand. The water is cold. They have a jellyfish infestation. When you sit there in your chair, there are flies flying around your ankles. You know, you know where you don't have that? The, the beach of Myrtle, the Beach. Myrtle Beach. Myrtle and Beach. Is expensive, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, well, you want to know why it's expensive? Because everybody in Northern Virginia rides around with their OBX sticker to show how cool they are <laughs> to go down to Outer Banks for a week every summer and get their rental house. Because, you know, it's, they think that that's a nice place to go. I, I will say this: uh, Canadians flood Myrtle Beach as well, and my dad will, will tell you all about that because he lives down. Uh, Those are the smart Canadians. <laughs> yeah. So they come down there too during the winter and jump in the ocean. He's like, oh, <laughs> hey, how do you know? Well, how do you know? Because you're getting in the ocean in the middle of the winter. All right, I want to say one more thing before we jump over to Sorry. the Love Fest. Um, and this one, uh, you know, our buddy, our Kansas buddy will, will disagree with too. Lexington, Kentucky. So you got University of Kentucky. I don't know what else. <laughs> Not been there. But the point is, it's clearly overrated. And as a Duke fan, I need to point that out. Your town is overrated. Louisville was better. We had a better time in Louisville. Their big 2013 national championship banner hanging up underneath the, or over top of the troll bar. Come on. What more do you want? Uh, I mean, this is tall state over, but Louisville was better. ACC over SEC. Logic works for me. ACC over SEC. There's quite a few states there that we can just go the way of New Jersey to say, you New Jersey is Every city's bad, you know. Like. To paraphrase uh, Ted Mosby on How I Met Your Mother, right before the show, after I ate dinner, I just took a massive New Jersey. So, <laughs> yeah, like North Dakota, is there anything that could come out there? Yeah, Boy, we're not we're not going to worry about that. 
All right, moving on to the underrated cities. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, obviously, I got to point out most underrated city in the state of North Carolina is Durham. No surprise there. It's a wonderful place anchored by a beautiful university and a championship caliber basketball program. So, um, clear. Not too bad either. Yeah, actually, last when we went to the Tech um, Duke basketball game this past season, uh, we w- were in their like little sort of just down the street, like downtownish redone area, yeah. and it's 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 a lot different. And uh, the yeah. restaurant was really good. It was just it was it's pretty nice. It is a definitely an underrated city in the sense of what people think it is. Versus what it's, I guess it is these days. I can agree with that. You saw, you saw that my store got shut down, right? Morgan's Imports. No, no. <laughs> that story. You always pass by it when you're on five hundred one passing through downtown Durham. It's right there on the left. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> we didn't do a lot of business. <laughs> it didn't import a lot. A lot of imports, exports, and what have you. <laughs> I I do agree that Durham is probably one of the more underrated places because you think of Durham and you don't think of anything other than Duke, but in reality, Durham Bulls are there. That's a lot of fun to go to. Like the downtown area is really nice these days. Like they've got a box car there now. They've got a pit barbecue there now, all like almost side by side like they do in uh, Raleigh. But also, my very first podcast interview with Rhett Miller of the 097s was at a uh, venue in Durham right before he played a show there. So, Durham has a um, a lot more there than people realize. Yeah, they every time because I, I also have pass through every time I go back home to visit family. When I go take 501 North through there, um, the downtown, we were saying the downtown center tearing down a lot of the old dilapidated buildings, putting up, and granted, the other high rise apartment buildings. They aren't always nice to look at, but it's better than a boarded up elementary school that was on the side of the road. Um, it's, it's, it's nice to see that the area is hopefully booming again. Um, get a lot more, hopefully, business. I mean, what is it? Is it uh, Apple? It's gonna Face- be Facebook is coming to Durham, yeah. Yeah, we all are becoming a tech mecca, so maybe may not be underrated for very long. No. Um, I want to point out one that I know Logan will agree with, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Oh, yeah, 100%. Great town, really great town, good people. We went out there uh, in December around New Year's, and, I mean, it was cold. We had a good time. I mean, just everything we did, we enjoyed. The people were great. Concerts we went to were great. Food was good. I mean, just an awesome place. Oh, yeah. I mean... The people were genuinely nice too. It isn't like the fake Southern nice. Like the first Uber we got from the airport to the Airbnb, the lady's like, so how are you guys doing today? And you could tell she actually meant it. And she, <laughs> she also was just like, so why Tulsa? We got that question a million times, but we had a blast in Tulsa from the bowling alley to uh, the Mercury to going to Canes for the concert to the Max. But the one thing that we actually talked about on last night's episode of Country and Cold Cans, Dustin, I'm sure you'll agree. We had a draft for... Uh, our favorite Mexican food. And Andy brought up Andy drafted. There's a coffee truck right outside the max, the barcade in Tulsa that's branded as a coffee truck, but they also sell burritos. It was one of the best burritos you'll ever have in your life. 
And we're just like, this guy's missing a big opportunity because he's a coffee truck that just happens to have burritos. In reality, he needs to be a burrito truck that just happens to have coffee because it was, it was damn good. Tulsa, oh, fun yeah. place. Great. It's, uh, it, it's definitely nice to see uh, Richmond on the list. Um, yeah. There's some really fun parts in Richmond. If you, a lot of people, you know, they pass through Richmond on 95. So those parts, I go, I don't want to stop off. It here. doesn't look great from the interstate. No, it doesn't. But if you, if you take some time and visit around, like you got, you got Carytown, you got the fan, um, all great places. I had a few friends I grew up with who, after a while, moved, moved to Richmond. I visited them a few times and they, they took me around. I had a great time. Um, it, I, yeah, uh, it's, it's really kind of come alive um, as a city and it's been growing. Um, it's a city, it, you know, I haven't spent a ton of time, but I spent a little bit of time there. It's got good food, good bars. Um, I, location wise, honestly, for, for my being, if I ever wanted to be between my family and my wife's family, it's yeah. like smack dag in, in the oh. middle, you know, like it's, it's, and it's e- one thing that Richmond has going for it too. It's easy to get to a lot of places. Mm-hmm. If you want to be in the mountains of Virginia, you can get there in an hour, hour and a half. You want to be on the coast, another hour, hour and a half. I mean, you're, you're so close to like everything. It's a great location. Um, it, Richmond's a good town. I, I think that's a good pick. That's if I'm agreeing with some of the underrateds on this list, I'm agreeing with Richard. And I've been, I've only been to Greenville one time. Um, South Carolina, that is. South Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is. But it, let, me, let me phrase that correctly. Yes. Greenville, South Carolina. <laughs> uh, so, Green, Greenville, North Carolina never would make this list, no. for the record. Greenville, yeah, South Greenville. Carolina, though, is supposed to be a wonderful place. I, for sure, my wife loves Greenville. She's been there for work. She's going back again this summer. It is just a really like well done, cool place. It's got you know like a university, but they've really kind of built out their downtown. Uh, it's awesome. Yeah, they've re- it's really like that's another city where they've really kind of built it up, and uh, it's a great town. And then if you got if you got time, you're a baseball fan. The Greenville Drive down there, the Red Sox affiliate. I mean, granted, you don't have to care who owns it, who's affiliated with, but they um, got a really cool ballpark there for their minor league team. Cool. Uh, two things that I thought were funny, because you, you can tell, like, the people who, I guess, voted on, on this, because we were talking about for Mississippi, you had Oxford as the overrated, but you had Hattiesburg as the underrated. And then in Michigan, you had Ann Arbor as the overrated and Lansing as the underrated. So basically the opposing schools of Michigan and Michigan state and, uh, Ole Miss and Mississippi state were just trying to get over on each other on this one. And then I thought that was kind of funny. Just looking at these two maps. So, uh, also, got to point out Pittsburgh was all, in both maps. It was both overrated and underrated. <laughs> so, that's was it Cincinnati as well? Yes, actually, good point. I didn't just realize that Cincinnati as well. <laughs> 
I actually think it's true for Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is, but I, I like Pittsburgh a lot. I personally am a little biased. Beautiful ballpark. I, I definitely would go to Pittsburgh one day. Cincinnati I've been, it, there wasn't a lot there. No. No, not at all. But, yeah. Um, I don't want to I'd be remiss if, if Mr. Angles point. Got to point out Annapolis and Rehoboth. Annapolis is where he currently resides. Rehoboth is where more or less his, his wife is from. Um, so they made the underrated list. I guess America doesn't know about them yet, but we're bringing the good news to you. Um, last one I do want to point out is uh, Narragansett, Rhode Island. Like the beer. That's where the beer is made. So if you've ever had an Narragansett, apparently their town is underrated and you should go check them out. One thing I'd like to point out that I, just not from me having a personal opinion one way or the other about it, because I've never been there, but they say the underrated uh, city is Champaign, Illinois. I mean, I've never been there, but based on what Rhett Miller says, I don't know if that's true because he says uh, when you're out there, you, you do not go to heaven, you go to Champaign, Illinois. So it sounds like it's kind of a hellacious visit. So I don't know if it's underrated or not. I don't know. Um, I did think about his, every time I hear that town, I think about his song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, I said I was done, but I'm not. I will say one last thing. Milwaukee up in Wisconsin, really great town. It's a mini Chicago. And I love Chicago for the record. So I would agree it's an underrated town. We went there for a wedding one year in August and incredibly impressed. And then I, I had a separate trip where we went to baseball games there, and that was really fun too. So check that out, America. Yeah, I can't really think of many others that I would call underrated. I have places I like, places I don't like, but a lot of these places I haven't been to, and I tend to dislike things more than I like them. So. Yeah. I mean, I have lots of opinions. It's just not everything on here is, uh, or places that I want to talk about. No. So I'm focusing on the places that were actually voted on here. Oh, yeah. You can throw for overrated on there. Uh, I can't think of that damn name. There's a town with it for uh, spring break in Florida, Panama, Panama City. City Beach. Yeah, I look. I love Florida. If you're 21 and young, dumb, single, then yeah, go go there and, and have a great time. But I, well, no, I, I love Florida like now today. But you got to go about 50 miles west of Panama City Beach to go to like not Panama. Basically, to get the benefits of being in the Gulf but not be in Panama City Beach. Yeah. So I hear you on that. The only thing I could point out, and there's a northeastern city called Brandon. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And let's do it. Be a fun trip, I guess. (laughs) All right. That's our uh, overrated and underrated cities uh, (laughs) here on Miserable and Reckless. Uh, as, like we always say, go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast. Give us five stars and a great review. 
Check out, subscribe to us on YouTube. Check out all the uh, social pages and make sure you go to the website, miserable-reckless.com for blog content. Um, next week, uh, we're a couple of us are on vacation, so we're, I think we're probably taking a week off. So um, if there's no episode next week, all you loyal listeners out there, do not let your heart be troubled. We will come back with some fresh content and podcast form the week after that. So for this episode of Miserable and Reckless, I'm Logan sitting here with Morgan, Dustin, and Ryan, and we will see you next time.